Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The Football Ramble have teamed up with audible.co.uk to offer you, our listeners, a free audiobook of your choosing. All you have to do is register for a one-month free trial to claim your free audiobook. There are over 60,000 to choose from. If you're in the UK, you can register at audible.co.uk slash footballramble. The 30-day free trial means you can choose a free audiobook from sizzling biographies to the latest fiction or even classical works, which is yours to keep whether or not you decide to cancel in the trial period. Register now at audible.co.uk slash footballramble. in the place ladies and gentlemen it's the football ramble good to have you with us uh, I've got my three chums with me my name is Marcus and Jim is my first friend good evening Pete's the second happy Easter you fuckers and Luke's the third <laughs> alright <laughs> indeed now uh, happy belated Easter we've got an Easter themed question to start the show with which footballer from the past or present do you remember fondly for his crosses yeah. see what I've done there yes after the buns, isn't it? Yeah, Jesus, something like that. Jesus Navas. Jesus died on a bun. Something like, something like that. <laughs> answer yeah. the question. Like, the answer <laughs> to the question is uh, Andre Kanchelskis. Excellent. He would whip them in for both Man United mm. and Everton. It's mm. quite an old school question. This isn't it? Yeah. It is. Yeah. This is not non- nonsensical in any way. Um, <laughs> but you know, I loved Kanchelskis. Yeah. He, he was part of that sort of classic lace-up shirt, Man United. Oh era. yeah. Just knocking them in for Cantona and Hughes. Come Brilliant. on, your Reds. Come on, your Reds. Let's not give Liverpool fans any more ammo. <laughs> but he was a proper uh, knock it on the um, because he was a right winger of course yeah. and uh, knock it past the full backs left yeah. side <laughs> leave him for dead go. whack it in yeah simple and effective I'm mm. going to say mullet but, yeah, didn't have a mullet I don't Did remember the mullet he used to like crap spin didn't he a lot Remember that crap spin he used to do? What was that one? Oh, it was kind of like a, a crap spin. I can't really describe it any better than that. <laughs> yeah. Not a top a crap spin. spin. No, okay. just, crap yeah. spin. But he could he could certainly cross. He, he scored a great goal for Rangers once. The volley, which people any volley from a slight angle is Marco van Basten esque. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it was it was an absolute piece. I think it was a Wyatt Dunfermline. So yeah, he could score a few. But mm. so we're talking about his crosses, and uh, it's a good start to the show, Jim. Pete, what have you got? I'm going to go for a Hartlepool United uh, footballer from the nineties. Um, which you probably have never heard of no. uh, Stephen Allardy he was brilliant he was brilliant he was the <laughs> j- really jinky but he could cross from deep he could cross from the touchline he could cross from anywhere and yeah. he, he would always find either Keith, Keith Houchin or Joe Allen's head would Keith Houchin ha- would, he, would he just he'd overhit it he'd overhit <laughs> yeah, it every time and Houchin was like oh here we no, go again have you borrowed your game on him Pete yeah something like that no. <laughs> Um, not I said it, it would always reach him I mean it, it, that would not guarantee a goal because yeah. it was Keith Houchin but uh, but he was just such a he was such a great footballer and um, he he was up for a big move to Sunderland but the um, the arbitration board mm. um, set his fee at like 300,000 did he get homesick? 
<laughs> you got home sick. Well, he's from, he was from Sunderland. Yeah, that's, that's a joke. Yeah, oh, sorry, sorry. Clever, clever. Clever girl. And, um, <laughs> and Peter Reid wouldn't pay it, so he ended up in, uh, I think he went up to Motherwell in the end. And, oh. uh, was he worth 300,000 in your opinion? He was brilliant. He was Hartlepool's best player. So it's Peter Reid's fault that not many people know him. Pretty much, I yeah. think so. He ended up Carlisle for a little while. I'd love Peter's my chief scout at my club. <laughs> yeah, he's brilliant. He was brilliant. Is he worth <laughs> 300,000? He is brilliant. <laughs> I'll pay it. He's worth 300,000 in my opinion. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Excellent, Pete. Luke. Memory lane. Uh-huh. Take a trip down there. Yep. PFA team of the year 1992-93 Okay Giggs uh-huh. Keane yes. Wright uh-huh. Shearer Bro. Schmeichel mm. And a fullback called David Bardsley David Bardsley <laughs> <laughs> Long time listeners of the show Will remember our very first co-presenter Chimpo mm. He once on this very show Back in the day said David Bardsley Best post-war cross of the board in England history <laughs> <laughs> Post-war. That's such a Jimbo thing to <laughs> say. Um, and on my notes, I've just put um, pace to burn, top man. Yeah. Yeah. David Barsley, all sorts of pace, could beat a man, and his crossing was of great quality, so I'm going Dave Barsley. Oh, oh, that's such a Jimbo thing to say. Oh, you're so Rachel. Yeah. Oh, you're so yeah. Ross. Piss just off, Marcus. Just because you weren't there. Yeah. Yeah. You're jealous of yeah. the past. <laughs> jealous of the past. Uh, which clubs did Barsley play for? QPR. QPR. Come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got 6,000 appearances for QPR. 6,000? 6,000. Yeah. Mm. Give or take. <laughs> uh, 5,000. Um, uh, oh, come on, David Beckham. Oh, I guess so. Oh, yes. come on, All right, Luis Figo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he won me the point. It's not won me the point. Pete's going to win the point. Yeah. For his... Uh, for thing um, that wasn't Newcastle Stephen United Allen. related. We... Doesn't even know his name. You've got the points. Can't even remember his name. Stephen, Stephen Halliday. Halliday. <laughs> I nearly said Allardyce for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> Stephen Allardyce, yeah. uh, ex-Hartlepool. Good start, boys. Now then, let's move on to the Premier League. We're going to start with Newcastle. Oh, it's a Pete special today, isn't it? It is a Pete special. Yeah. They beat Swansea 2-0 away. Not a Chimpo special. Nor the Chimpo <laughs> one, and it never will be. Um, Cissé with another brace. Mm, he yeah, scored... He's... Nine, eight goals in nine, nine starts. And eight, nine and eight, it? sorry, nine yeah, eight, which is which is up there with the best. His second was fantastic. Oh, he got it falling it? over, wasn't it? Completely it? under his feet. I don't know how he managed to dink it out of his, uh, chip it out of it. It's like a golf shot, wasn't it, really? Yeah. yeah. Very, uh, is he the best Denver at the club at the moment? Wow. <laughs> well, he's on farm, isn't he? Did you, see, uh, did you see the other Denver's face when that went yeah. in, though, on the, on the bench sitting behind him? Obviously, he'd come off at that mm-hmm. point, he was behind Pardew. He did not look happy. He just looked really like, oh, I am sad. Has yeah. he been moved a bit more, sort of, in a more wide position? No, they're, well, they're both sort of um, it's they're operating with a t- like a front three uh, with Ben Arthur behind the the, the main two but yeah. I mean they're they're able to drift wider a lot more but uh, yeah, yeah it's, it's a- always going to happen though when you get two forwards who are quite similar and you mm. play them both up front one will always take mm. more centre stage than the other mm. and Barwood has probably adapted his game a bit more around Cissé and this yeah, is exactly. why well, that's why Cissé man you know what I mean yeah. and and you know if if Denver Bar goes they'll just gonna, they'll just slot Amiobi in who will can do that job yay <laughs> <laughs> no, but Amiobi at the moment he he can hold up a ball he can't run he's he's done he basically he's, uh, yeah, Ben Arthur's there to do the running for him well, exactly <laughs> so you just hold the ball for uh, for uh, the other it's like Bar will start Very scoring again. It's a matter of time. Yeah, he's, he's a great player. It'd be great. It'd be, it'd be good for them if they, obviously they can keep hold of him. But there's talk of him leaving because of a clause in his contract. But I mean, which would be ironic because in a way they signed Cisse to, to, to compliment him, didn't they? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Well, I, I, I just think I think I said it last last week. It's all to do with um, you know Perch and Williamson coming in at, at, at a time when we're 
kind of on, on the bare bones a little bit. And Purchase plays, a utility, man. He's great. Well, he's playing midfield on this very day while we're yeah. actually recording the ramble. And yeah. like last week, he was in central defence, and he was magnificent. Pacino, Pacino. But sorry, Jim. But it's interesting that Newcastle didn't actually play that well against Swansea. It wasn't one of their better days. Yeah, those just you know the quality of Cisse showed. It was they're digging themselves out of holes, and really at the right time, they're banging form at the moment. They've got a real push on for fourth. There. I was going to say they're right up there well, again, Newcastle. Like, um, well, it depends on how the results go with Chelsea and, uh, and and Arsenal, who both won at the weekend. And Spurs, Spurs, Spurs as Spurs, well. Yeah, but Spurs, um, Spurs. just striking as being one of those sort of Andy Cole kind of strikers. So if you give him a chance, they put it. He away. is a bit like Andy Cole, isn't he? Yeah. Of, um, well, Andy Cole you would need five chances. Well, <laughs> but he got a Newcastle. Not for Newcastle. Newcastle, United, United, he was the same. But the thing is, he'd get those chances because his positioning was so just faultless. Yeah, so they're right up there, but of course um, Arsenal, with a brilliant win against Manchester City, have uh, put themselves right in amongst it, third position. And, that seems uh, so ordinary. What a yeah, game it really was, though. Were, they? I, was, I thought it was going to end, uh, I thought we were going to have the pulsating nil-nil, but Arteta mm. had other ideas. Oh, it was a lovely banana shot, wasn't it? It I, was. I mean, <laughs> Arsenal had about 60% of the possession, and City just didn't turn up. We were speaking on the yeah. phone about this yesterday, Marcus, did, and yeah. you rightly said it felt a lot like last season when mm. City came to the Emirates playing for a nil-nil yeah and it even you know there were ten men behind the ball at times their yeah. box was just filled with d- defenders at all times even mm-hmm. when Arsenal went 1-0 up City just didn't really have any they didn't seem to have much ambition it's like they've given up Vincent Kompany and sort of Joe Hart aside there just seemed no fight in the team and uh, Balotelli who's turned into Colonel Kurtz my <laughs> god Balotelli Balotelli sort of felt like a bloke that was on the pitch but not playing for either side just sort of on there yeah. just doing what he felt what like what a competition he set, yeah. up a, he, he set up a base camp <laughs> Anyone who came near him, we just kicked the shit out. Yeah, I mean, he could have been sent off three times. Really, yeah. realistically, it the two bookings were correct. The, the you know, the obviously the terrible, terrible high tackle on, on, on Alex Song. There was a, what looked like a deliberate handball, and there were another couple of fouls as well, which <laughs> could easily have been yellows. Family football. Yeah, yeah. Play the rules. It's absolutely ridiculous, though. And like Mancini looks as though he's. He can play. Yeah, this one, this one. He's, um, <laughs> he's come out and done it again, hasn't he? He said yeah. he's probably going to sell him. I mean, there's a good. The chances are Balotelli will be further punished um, because mm. the referee didn't deal with that terrible cha- challenge on Song. So I mean, he could be banned for the majority of the rest of the games anyway. Yeah. So this could be it. Could I be the last time we see Mario. I'm gutted. I find that yeah, same. Well, well he's obviously going to go to another big club, so we, we should see him. It'd be amazing if he stayed in the Premier League. That would mm. be incredible. Uh, obviously, that's probably <laughs> maybe replacing Denver Bar. <laughs> <laughs> I know you're talking. Yeah. He's, uh, I, know, I know he's you know I know he's the um, he's the one that everyone's blaming at the moment. He's still an incredible footballer. Yeah, 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 well, what uh, happens is he gets he gets. Um, it would just be made the scapegoat yeah, because, yeah. and it would have been Tevez well it's already started now, yeah exactly and people go so over the top with him and we, we, we praise him cause he, just because he provides quite a lot of material for the show to be honest but mm. he's a great player he's scored a lot of goals this season he's got about 18 or 19 goals I think he's, yeah, he's, he's better than 1 in 2 his record right yeah, yeah. But, uh, but you just look at that City side and you look at the forwards they have Dzeko Aguero Balotelli Why is nobody Aguero's pointing the finger off at them? the ball oh, Tevez. Tevez. nobody's pointing the finger at Tevez well, as much as Balotelli true but I'm just, you look at those four forwards all of them are better than Danny Welbeck <laughs> yeah, you do you know what I mean yeah, but, yeah. But, you know, it just, matter, yeah. just, Welbeck's attitude is far better than, than all of that. Well, maybe Aguero is a bit harsh, but. The, well, Aguero is obviously injured at a really crucial time for yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I find it interesting the difference between the way Ferguson deals with the press and the way Mancini deals with the press. Now, yeah. obviously, there's a language difference, which you've got to give Mancini mm-hmm. a little bit of leeway on. Mm. But he'll and say also stuff. Ferguson. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but Mancini will say things which are so sweeping and so unhelpful. Mm-hmm. Um, he so, is a prick. <laughs> yeah. He won't play again. He'll say, oh, yeah, he's not, we're not going to play him again. Well, I couldn't believe yeah. it when the whole Tevez thing 
thing happened. He went, "That's we're finished, done." Now, yeah. no, we're going back to you know. Seems to wear his heart on his sleeve a yeah, lot. But I, I just thought to myself, "No, no, no, you should just say Tevers has, has angered me, but we'll deal with it." It's no one else's business. Exactly, it you keep yeah. it within yeah. the football club. Ferguson's brilliant at doing that. It's, it's, uh, it just seems to be a bit of a cloud over Man City and there has been for the last few weeks and I was at Carrington a couple of months before Christmas and it was buzzing the place was alive everyone yeah. was really positive everyone happy cheerful smiling they seemed to be really enjoying it but as soon as the pressure's come on mm. they look to have cracked well they bottled it you know, <laughs> essentially yeah. Yeah. it really really looks like that as I say there was no fight in that team and it's been like that for a while now it just there almost seems like an inevitability of, mm. of Man United just sort of grinding out these wins and it's Heart I was so really annoying. shocked by oh, it Hart was the one when Balotelli got sent. He just—he's just like so stupid. It must yeah. be frustrating for him because there's nothing he can do. Joe Hart, he should Mancini should have taken Balotelli off at half time. It was obvious that was going to happen. Mm. So so obvious. Mm. And it, you know, in commentary, they were almost already blaming Balotelli for sort of throwing away the game and the league. Like I mean, it happened like that 87th minute or something like that. So you know, I mean, City still, yeah. City could take six points off United and still. United could win the, the season with a Beating couple of games. Beating them 6-1 this year. 6-1. That seems like forever ago. 6-1 at the Swamp, as the commentators say. <laughs> <laughs> what, um, what the City owners need to realise, though, is that it's all about improvements for City. And, and whether they get rid of Mancini in the summer for, for other reasons is, is up to them. But in terms of improvement of performance, yeah. I mean, they've already got the same amount of points already as they had at the end of the season. Oh, well, they've improved, no doubt. And, and Man United have gone great guns. Man United won the title with 80 points last season. They've got 79 already. Yeah. Six games left. So they've improved hugely as well. Yeah. And the big part of that has been down to sort of the reintroduction of Paul Skulls, which Vieira and Mancini and those guys piped up with was a desperate move. Really? I mean, before bringing Tevez back. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's a strange but one. But he's got four red cards for City already. Yeah. already. <laughs> but we've got to talk about Arsenal as well because they were superb. Yeah, they really, really weren't. It's good to see them uh, get a win after the setback <laughs> against uh, QPR as well. But they were the better team. Which oh, was much better. The most yeah. impressive thing about them, I think, is it's really disappointing that Aaron Ramsey missed that shot late on. Although yeah. probably quite, you know, good for any celebrities watching the game, knowing they're not going to die uh, the next day. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. But it, yeah, that was a bit annoying. But um, yeah, they were just by far the better team. They had something like sixty percent possession, mm. and it was just just really encouraging that the Arsenal's home form is so strong. Wolves and Wigan coming up. Um, mm. Wolves is away. I'm not sure whether Wigan's at home or away. Obviously, they're going to be very tricky games because other teams fighting for their lives have come unstuck against QPR already in that sort of situation. But I mean, <sighs> Tottenham drop points again as well, and I, I actually think Spurs and Arsenal have an advantage over Chelsea in that the the priority is finish above them yeah. you know it's like it's an extra motivation that's it's right. like that's what they're going for mm. it's not so much you know finishing the top four although of course that is a sort of huge huge priority but there's this added level to it and I think that's going to keep it really interesting for the, for the running also Chelsea will be um, Di Matteo will be under huge pressure from Abramovich to focus on the Champions League mm. as well and that's that's his huge ambition, as we know. And they've already got Barca at first. Yeah, that's a bar. Yeah. Too exhausting. Yeah. Games. I was going to say, yeah, too absolutely. discouraging game. Yeah. 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 No, all eyes on the final. <laughs> he, sort of, he sort of said, uh, "I will have to find a tactic that, that will work for us against Barcelona." I was thinking, running away. Yeah. You <laughs> will have to find a tactic that's never been seen before. <laughs> yeah. That's what you have to do. <laughs> but ignoring offsides yeah, seems to work. Yeah, yeah exactly. I, I do yeah. quite like it in the league at the moment. Obviously, you've got the top two, the, the, the two Manchester clubs going for first, or United have now broken away. The two North London clubs, third and fourth, and, and the two uh, Liverpool clubs going for seventh and eighth. Yeah, that's nice. <laughs> now, there, are, uh, there are a lot of jewels. Yeah, that's good. right, that's right. Um, we just need Ipswich up now to get in there with Norwich or something, maybe. But, um, but yeah, Liverpool dropping points at 
at home again. They were better against Villa, but Villa are terrible though. Oh, they were, but it's a good point for Villa. Though. I mean, they need Liverpool a point. are almost tripping over the points they've been dropping yeah. and just making things so much worse for themselves. It's just I was looking. So I was looking. Diving when, much. Yeah, there was. <laughs> when preparing for the show, I was looking for positives for Liverpool to draw on on this season. But every time you look, it just seems they've gone backwards. I mean, they're not going to get the same amount of points they got last season. Yeah. The signings haven't worked out for them. All right, it's still early days, and a couple of the signs they've made are young players. Um, but you wonder what they're going to do in the summer. I mean, it's a big, big summer for them. But, but that makes this uh, this weekend's FA Cup semi-final against Everton oh, absolutely yeah, mouth-watering, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah. Uh, Everton had a, a two-all draw away to Norwich. Jelovic got, got a brace. He settled in quite nicely. Yeah, they needed that as yeah. well. We scored a, he scored a lot of goals for Rangers, and it's nice that he's made um, the transition. Mm. He scored what, 17 goals for Rangers, I think, or something like that. Yeah, his scoring record was and decent. He's hit the ground running here. He's got four or five over Yeah, I think well, Leighton Baines was their top scorer, wasn't he, before that? <laughs> like four. Four. Yeah, was something like four goals. They've obviously spread the goals <coughs> all over the place. I think Jelovic might have already caught up with that, so clearly they right, need that. And also, Victor Anijabi coming back. He scored a few. Yeah. Like, he's the size of a house. He is, isn't he? Unit. Yeah, he's not a marking. Powerful player. He's not Yakubo. <laughs> oh, Yakubo popping up in the left back position at the weekend. Always nice to see. Oh, it's 2 0. Brilliant. <laughs> um, Holt scoring again for Norwich. Little bit of the 15th goal of the season. Genuinely seriously, he's got to be considered for England. You're damn right, Jim. He's, he's, a, he's the second highest English scorer after Rooney. But I, I was thinking about this. Because um, you know I, I like Welbeck, but he he doesn't score a lot of goals. His finishing's quite poor. His work rate's great. Don't get mm. me wrong. I think that's what will get him on that play. Oh, no, I think he should go. Um, Darren Bent's probably not going to be fit in time. He's just started running again. I think. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Andy Carroll. Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> you know Zamora. I mean, you know, I quite like Zamora linking up the play one thing or another. But it's. I mean, Grant Hull. The only, the only sort of. Thing about, well, there's, a, there's a few arguments against it. One is that there's not enough games to try him. Look into yeah. your heart, not your yeah. head. Oh, my, oh, he's in. <laughs> and the other thing is that I've said, I've said before, he gives away. Quite, I think at one point he might still be the highest foul giver away in the Premier Fowler. League. Fowler. Yeah, and you get and you get it's a lot more lenient in the Premier League. Yeah. International football. He'll, oh, he'll, he'll, so he'd be off before he'll he'll half time. <laughs> <laughs> and also, he and Sturridge are arguably quite similar as well. And you want as much sort of um, depth mm. within your forward line as possible. But he scored a lot of goals. But he has scored <laughs> a lot of goals, yeah. Yeah. I mean, and if, and if you've got Ashley Young in one of the wings who can whip in a ball and dive like a, you know, Oh, well, well let, okay, let's talk about United well, QPR. Because well, we're going to need sorry. that. Let's embrace it. Yeah, can this true. please, please be this, you know, the international tournament where England start cheating? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Even more. Yeah. <laughs> right, you've had, you've had your 40-odd years. <laughs> we're cheating now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I was going to say, um, there's a lot of comparisons to be drawn between Holt and Luca Tony, and, yeah, and, and, yeah. and the positivity about taking Holt would, would be that a lot of the other teams wouldn't know anything about him. Would know what yeah. hit them? Yeah, exactly. Uh, because we don't know anything about him. How are you going to know anything at all? United did beat QPR two 0 Sean Derry sent off. Harsh, very harsh. It was, well, it was an offside and, and a dive, dive. <laughs> a clear dive. Yeah. Not only harsh box. but wrong. But it was a bad dive as well. Like, it yeah. wasn't even really over the top, wasn't it? Uh, yeah. yeah. But it is, it is one of those ones, isn't it? Where you, it's coming towards the end of the season. I mean, Manchester United getting the decisions again, or is that nonsense? Is there anything in that? So he made the comment that um, there's no better uh, indicator of Manchester United getting those sort of decisions at Old Trafford than. Uh, the fact that Ashley Young used to do that at Villa and he never used to get the <laughs> <laughs> haven't, point, haven't yeah. United had a very very small amount of penalties given to them this season yeah I mean Ferguson was saying that I mean he was asked directly about the penalty thing at Old Trafford and he said um, if you look at over the records in the Premier League era we only get three penalties a season at Old Trafford if you average it out yeah. anyway 
So it's not a huge, even if it is, it's not a huge amount, mm, and it wouldn't, yeah. it wouldn't be seen as, as more than, than the average across yeah. the country. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway. But is it just penalty decisions that, that people can play? Probably not, no. <clears throat> but this referee, there's been studies, blind studies done on referees where they, they've shown that they do, yeah. do, they do give more um, decisions to bigger clubs, they do this, that, and the other, but it's not conscious. It's just, yeah. it's just, it's just mm. one of those things. And if you've got more possession in your, your well, attacking exactly. third, it's, naturally you are going to get but more decisions. But if you've got better players with more pace, more trickery, Hmm. You know, the, the op- opposing defender is maybe not as good at tackling as as the top class defenders. Well, it does make sense. Making excuses. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> on, on, the, on the um, on the sort of disciplinary note, one of the big pluses for United if they go on to win the title this season, which they um, which they probably will, is that Rooney's been present the whole time. He's mm. been the top scorer. And he's not had a single yellow card this season for United. Yeah, wow. which is, I did not know that. That's not incredible. had a single book at all. Yeah, so he's saving them up for England when he when he comes back <laughs> from suspension. But, yeah, which is which is amazing. Really, That's isn't right. It? And Paul Skull scored. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah, yeah. Paul scores goals occasionally. That's yeah. right. That's it. Um, uh, oh, Sir Alex Ferguson was saying that England should take Rio to the Euros. Rio's now thirty-three. Saying that uh, he's had to change his style of play, and uh, obviously he's not the the, the pacey athlete mm. that he once was. But uh, Ferguson says that um, he's eradicated those little errors he used to make because he used to rely on his pace a lot yeah. to get him out of trouble. I would take Rio. I think yeah, you I need would, an yeah. experienced head in there, and what? he fits that. Bill and a bad yeah, I mean, he has got a bad back, but he's played more games. I think he's played the most amount of league games since 2007. Yeah. So he's, yeah, he sort of turned it around a little bit. And maybe that is to do with the fact that he's changed his game around slightly. Mm. The other thing is, by the way, talking of centre backs for England, who else are you going to take? Well, that's well, right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's not, it's, not, it's would, not a huge amount. Would you take him over Terry? Because, it's, I mean, could they both play in the same doesn't, team? Doesn't Terry got a busted lung? Has he? He's got crack no rib. crack rib. Crack yeah. ribs, but he'll be back, won't he? He wanted to keep playing on. Like, no, I'll play through the pain. You'll be rubbish, John. <laughs> <laughs> it's not helping. Yeah, yeah. Well, his Chelsea side uh, beat Wigan two one. Two offside goals. Yeah, yeah. blatant. Oh, Real yeah. shame for Wigan. My goodness, it is, isn't it? I tell you what, though, the, the second Chelsea goal, Torres got hold of that volley, didn't he? Oh, yeah. yeah. I'll tell you what, that stayed hit. <laughs> Mart- Martinez very pally with. Uh, Matil, oh, yeah. I, was just, I, was bit, I don't like to see that before the match like, no. and stuff. he was angry at the end though yeah, Martinez is, is often quite calm but they were robbed they were absolutely they were. Yeah. yeah there's no doubt about that's that. the thing about Chelsea isn't it I mean teams go to Stamford Bridge and have done since the start of the season if you think of you know West Brom and Norwich as well nearly getting results and Villa well Arsenal battered them as well mm. teams go there and they think yeah we can, we can do this yeah. and then we, they actually do yeah well, goodness knows what Barcelona are thinking <laughs> but we, 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 we will talk about the Champions League um, in, a, in a short while we're going to move on to the Championship and uh, we're going to mention Portsmouth this week. He Wait. used to be a waiter, and now he is serving up goals or something yeah. like that. <laughs> what, what a cocktail! Isn't that? Hey. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? We're talking about them this week, uh, shall we? Brilliant game. Hey. Yeah, it was incredible, wasn't it? One of the games of the weekend. El Classic host when Southampton you, two, Portsmouth two. When you compare that to the game at Fratton Park, which was turgid, one on. <laughs> yeah, it was brilliant. It was a brilliant game. We taking a couple of points off Southampton. Yeah, I mean, they, and obviously they've been one of the best teams in the, in the division. I, I think that, to, to be fair, Southampton should have been out of sight by half time, but Ashdown yeah. was, was superb. And, and I, was, I was pleased <clears> for Ashdown because he's played second fiddle to David James, and then to Henderson. He's obviously and he's only just come back into yeah. the side, yeah. and he's always been seen as a, it's a funny one, with Ashdown, because I've always considered him to be a decent keeper and. Sub goalkeepers are, are strange because you think, well, if he's good, he's, he's just going to go because yeah. he wants to play. Is he the but Steve Harper of the South he Coast? He sort of yeah. is. Steve Harper's yeah. quite good, but yeah. he's never played. Yeah. Ashdown's been the same, and he's come in 
and uh, he kept us in the game and in the second <laughs> half we controlled it I thought the two young loan players were superb incredible fight back as well because you've got to have been looking at that game beforehand thinking Ricky Lambert relegate yeah, yeah, <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. but just to, to what was it something like that 87th minute that Southampton scored and then 90 seconds that probably got the yeah, equaliser yeah it was <laughs> Pompey's goal equalised in the, in the 95th minute incredible um, and, and the reason that's encouraging as a Portsmouth fan is that they've had so, so much so much battering this season yeah. both on and off the pitch to concede so late against your rivals away from home you'd think that their heads are going to drop here you yeah. know? but they didn't they kept, they kept on pushing kept on pushing and the two boys on loan um, Alan and Maguire <coughs> uh, from Derby and West Brom were, they controlled the game and I thought at that age in that sort of intense atmosphere mm. God, must, their, their parent class must be delighted with them I don't know how um, uh, Maguire isn't getting the Derby t- couldn't mm. get in the Derby side I mean, what a f- goal that was from him. What, a, what a hit <laughs> yeah. decent hit steered hot both of the Pompey goals are great. Yeah, they? Norris loved it. Ooh. Absolutely loved it. I can bet you can believe your luck. He's going. Uh, he went mental. <laughs> he went absolutely mental. No, it's brilliant. Because I, I, I just thought we're never going to get anything out of the game. I thought we'd get beat three or four. To but it is great for Portsmouth, as you say. Such trial and tribulation yet again. But again, um, it's frustrating because they lose at home to Burnley five yeah. uh, the weekend before. Away, and, they, and if they could just show a bit of that sort of resilience of fight, and they'd be fine. But would you? I mean, do you, obviously you're, you're worried about relegation and all, but. If Portsmouth go down to League One, you know they might stay there for a while. Yeah, they almost That's certainly will. Do, well, yeah, who's going to uh, invest? You know, well, exactly. Well, and story, story said he might come. No, back. yeah, good. We've done, okay. Try that one last oh, week. Oh, sorry, sorry, right, yeah, yeah. Um, we, we just need to get players like of Talbot and Haim sort of level off the wage bill yeah. and rebuild and start again. Might make turn it into a, a club where. You're not living beyond your means. That's right. And if that means League One or even League Two to start with, then you have to just suck it up because yeah. you've had the glory years up and winning the FA Cup. That's right. You've got to take the rough with the smooth. Well, the you've attendance isn't really. You wouldn't argue that that was a Championship club, effectively. Well, it's not. The attendance isn't massive, though, is it? Yeah. That's, well, that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah it's, 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 it probably deserves. The yeah. further down you go, it would just be that guy with a bell. Yeah, well, yeah exactly. <laughs> but, but you're absolutely right. But one of the things that maybe isn't isn't that well advertised is the fact that Pompey are an archite- architect of their own downfall to a certain extent. Beginning of the last season, they took away the early bird se- season ticket thing. They make it very difficult for you to buy a ticket because they act like they're a Premier League club and they don't. You yeah. ring them up and you have to give them your date of birth and your yeah. address of everyone. They don't do the dizzy stick at half time anymore. Exactly, and that's a big crime. <laughs> that is a crime. I'd like to see that come back. <laughs> Yeah, well, I think we all would. Um, <laughs> uh, West Ham won. They did. They beat yeah, Barnsley four 0 away. Emphatically, as Better. well. Better. What it. I loved about that game as well was um, the third goal, where Mark Noble tackled the goalkeeper and then chipped it in. Don't see it enough. Yeah. Mainly because goalkeepers generally don't play play well. But, <laughs> yeah. um, they pick up the ball. And stuff, yeah. yeah. That's, a, that's a club record. Eleven away wins for this season. Is that right? That's the first oh. time they've ever done that. Good fact. Barnsley were awful. Really yeah. bad. Perfect, uh, perfect win um, for, for West Ham. They really needed a yeah. sort of convincing win. Nicky Maynard was excellent as well. So. well they're in third um, West Ham and chasing that automatic promotion spot which they looked odds on in getting earlier on in the season because uh, obviously Reading and Southampton are just, just pulling away there was four points at the start of recording um, but it could change but uh, yeah another good win um, for Birmingham they beat Crystal Palace 3-1 a couple of great goals Chris Burke all of the goals in that game were really good Key yeah. Fire, yeah. Birmingham uh, look as though they're going to be in that uh, playoff spot yeah they've got really a m- momentum America. haven't they they have yeah whereas Middlesbrough oh, yeah. again they looked odds on for a playoff spot at the start of the season um, they lost 2-0 at home to Cardiff Cardiff uh, with a horrible away kit yeah that? awful yeah. <laughs> what does it look like I'm yellow not and brown was it <laughs> it's sort of yellow and black but in a really confusing pattern if yeah, came out really you'd be like, oh no, I didn't see that. somebody. Yeah. <laughs> did, you see, did you see Dobby's gone for Blackpool? It was messy esque. He took on about five players yeah. and slotted it home. It was brilliant. I tell you what, actually, there was so many good goals in the championship and the lower leagues on the weekend. <laughs> it was ridiculous. Mm. It was an Easter treat, mm. let me tell you. 
Um, uh, talking of Easter treats, let's go to the SPL where Celtic have treated their fans to a championship win. Mm. They beat Kilmarnock 6 0. Battered them. They yeah. thought, right, let's just get it done. Congratulations <laughs> to Celtic. Yeah, indeed. Neil Lennon actually was saying it was like the proudest moment of, of his career and all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff, wasn't he? As you would imagine it would be. Because even with the points deduction, they're, they're still, it's something like it would be seven points clear, isn't it? Exactly. Like even Walter so. Smith said that. Celtic are the best here. They're the well, we said the that deserving. Weeks, of course, the yeah, you know, and, and it's nice for them to to have won it now. Do you know what I mean? To win it in that fashion as well. With yeah, the, with, with a pumping. Mm, yeah. Yeah, yeah, poor old Killy. Poor old Killy. Um, uh, now uh, Hibs drew with Motherwell one all. Uh, bad news for Motherwell though that their, their team bus got stuck under a bridge <laughs> on the way home from Edinburgh. I love it. Those bridges tell you. Like, <laughs> that you can't go under them. <laughs> yeah. No one was hurt, by the way. We should we should say the damage was minimal. Um, yeah. The team bus was lodged under the bridge at uh, New Street. <laughs> Is it still there? I hope so. Yeah, I'd love it. With, like tourists taking photos. Like Frank Spencer on it. Yeah. <laughs> Conducted it. I'm trying to think of like some sort of simile or metaphor for like free kick walls or something. Yeah. 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 Parking the bus. Parking the bus. Wedging the bus. Unintentionally parking the bus. The wheels are turning, but they're just giving off smoke. (laughs) Wedge the bus under the crossbar. (laughs) I I, I was hoping for a more James Bond live and let die scenario where the top of the bus would just come off and they keep going. I don't think they're going fast enough. Is that right? Uh, At one point they were going, stop, stop. Fucking hell, speed up. up." (laughs) Have you seen the photos of it? It's properly, properly wedged under it. So he hasn't gone under a bit and then reversed. He thought, no, I could get through this. <laughs> I'll just squeeze he's, he's it persevered. through. Yeah. There's nothing like a bus driver's perseverance. Some would say it. it was a foolish move. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but it's you like know like the whole s- team were going, go on! <laughs> <laughs> glorious. <laughs> glorious. Oh, dear. <laughs> yeah. Um, now, oh, we're staying in Scotland. We're going to go down to the Scottish League Division 3. Uh, you just, you, I mean, if you think Celtic won the league in, in magnificent fashion, Alloa beat Elgin 8-1 Oof. and were crowned champions and Elgin are uh, I think they're fourth you know bully for big scores eh? bully for big scores hello uh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now then uh, let's go to the continent La Liga where Lionel Messi became the first uh, player to score 60 goals in a season in Europe's top flight since Gerd Muller in 72-73 I thought it was Dixie Dean oh D- Muller's obviously done it as well that part well, no, the, the first one since Oh, sorry. Okay, so Dixie Dinical scored sixty league goals. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. In twenty seven, twenty eight, absolutely savage. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, uh, but uh, yeah, Messi once again. Uh, they beat Zaragoza four one. Sixty seven. He's got to get, hasn't he, to beat the record? Yeah, yeah. Or to equal it, I think Muller got. Yeah, I think Muller got sixty seven. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so you know, <laughs> don't don't think mm. you're all that just yet, Messi. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there are still quite a lot of games left, though. Aren't there? Yeah. yeah, there is. I mean, you, even you, if there was one game left, he yeah. could still do it. Yeah. Don't think you are Blackpool's Dobby yet. Yeah. <laughs> Miller's going to be piping up like Pele, going, "Well, you know, he's not proved anyone and uh, proved anything until people start saying, oh he's absolutely messied that.' They say that <laughs> yeah. about my surname. <laughs> <laughs> don't know why Gerd Miller's a Cockney, yeah. but there you go. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, if even if Gerd Muller didn't pipe up, Paul Brighton would be in his ear. Go on, pipe up. Yeah. No, Paul Brighton <laughs> wouldn't be able to pipe up because he's too busy doing draws for European events. <laughs> Yeah. Every single yeah. European event, there. He comes with the kit. They unpack the kit and Brighton just steps yeah. out and messes up his afro and goes, Oh, hi, everyone. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah so they, they beat uh, Zaragoza 4 1, did Barcelona. Mm. They went they were really under the cosh as well. They were. The first half an hour or well, so. They went 1 0 down, as you said. Yeah, and also um, Valdez saved the penalty. Yeah. 
But uh, Real Madrid dropped points again. <laughs> <laughs> oh. at, at Valencia, who normally crumble. Yeah, yeah, they didn't give Madrid a, a second. They worked so hard. Yeah. Rode the luck a little bit. They did. Uh, their keeper had a few good saves. Though. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And, and the gap's getting smaller and smaller. We've well, got, got, got a title race on now. Yeah, amazing. <laughs> Four points. I think they're going to do points. it. Um, the romantic in me thinks Barcelona are going to do it. Yeah. Well, uh, Madrid also have Atletico Madrid. Mm. Away, I think it is this and week. And Madrid, weirdly, still could win the league by beating Barcelona it's, there's, there's lots of different possi- possibilities that can happen I'm, I'm glad there's something riding on that game now because I thought oh, it was 10 points you know, it's a bit of a shame. in the same way it's a bit of a shame that the game at the Etihad uh, Manchester United go there oh well I suppose if Manchester United can win the league there yeah, that, then imagine that. That would yeah. be massive after six one. Where's your six one now? Yeah, just embarrassed oh. him. <laughs> embarrassed him. Imagine United beat uh, City six one and had to win the title. <laughs> <laughs> and Ferguson just sits there, just nodding. Going, yeah. yeah, the way the way cities don't seem to care about playing anymore, they yeah. could well do it. it could happen, yeah. Can you imagine how many, uh, how many crying teenagers there'd be? Oh my god, <laughs> be a torrent. Yeah. That one guy would lose about six stone just through, <laughs> through tears alone. Yeah, he'd cry all the moisture out of his body. Also in La Liga. Levante beat Atletico Madrid 2 at one yeah. point off Valencia they've decided they want it a bit they're maybe. fourth they are fourth yeah. <laughs> t- it's incredible they are one of the stories of this season because yeah. obviously at the start we said oh it's great to see them and blah 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 Italian teams are ringing up UEFA uh, going coefficient Levante they're in it <laughs> Levante are in it are we going to get three <laughs> God, can't we just buy a place what yeah. <laughs> nothing yeah. wrong number wrong number <laughs> You're breaking up. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's go to Italy then. Mm. Uh, Milan lost at home to Fiorentina, two-one. Yeah, Fior- two great goals from Fiorentina. Great mm. to see Jovetic back and scoring. Yeah, and, and, and Maori as well. Yeah, Maori. Yeah, oh, that's ridiculous. And Maori scored, and it helped out Juventus as well. It's like the best thing he's ever done yeah. for them. <laughs> yeah, I, know, yeah. I was going to say that um, the reason that Fiorentina Darren Gibson is. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, isn't it? He's, he's, the, he's the Italian Darren Gibson. <laughs> The Brazilian Italian well, He's naturalised yeah. Italian Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I was going to say Apart from my Betfair column I backed Fiorentina To beat Juventus Lost 5-0 Beat yeah. Milan didn't they Yeah, yeah. Unbelievable <laughs> You just got the wrong one Unbelievable But you knew there was a winner A I bigger way win there somewhere. I knew that it in them Yeah <laughs> um, uh, Yeah so Juventus At the time of recording Have gone top There are games this week In Serie So that could change But uh, uh, Milan It's funny isn't it How all the teams In the, the top three leagues You, you could argue Manchester City uh, Real Madrid, Milan, you know, they mm. all odds on and they wobbly. Well, Pato's got a rude injury, hasn't he? He's going to yeah. be out for, for the for forever. Well, in, indefinitely. Yeah. I mean, the Milan doctor said about Pato, he's been all over the place from Germany to the United States. Lots of doctors and therapists have examined him and treated him, but I just don't know who to turn to next. And that is very worrying. He's only 22, I think. Yeah, Pato. He's, had, he's had an awful time of it for injury, hasn't he? Mm. <coughs> yeah, I do feel for him. What such a good player. And, and, and as well, I mean, if you look at um, some of the the Brazilian players for the 2014 World Cup, I mean, you know, some of their big players. You know, we'll talk about Brazil um, at the end of, of the main section yeah. of the show, but it's a great shame because you want that. I mean, hopefully in two years he'll be fine. But so many injuries. I mean, he's had 14 injuries in the past two years. Yeah, and the, and the worst thing about the most worrying thing for, about it is if you, you're tempted to think that if he can get sorted out anywhere, a bit the Milan lab. Well, that's right. Mm-hmm. They can't find anything wrong with him. It's, it's, it's so like, find how to fix it. It's back in the day, this would be like you know you, you you're finished. Just, well, that's just, right. well, he would have finished. But then before. you just sort of think now you just sort of think well if they can't do anything, it's 2012 yeah. and you can fix pretty much everything nowadays. Yeah. So. yeah. Well, it is a worry. I mean, he came on against Barcelona in the Champions League and had to be subbed off again. Mm-hmm. Which is terrible to see. But better news for Milan and football is that Antonio Cassano mm-hmm. has incredibly made his first team comeback. It was against Fiorentina. Um, Incredible. He had a stroke. 
Incredible. Yeah. Like, I'll, I'll make it a hat trick. Incredible. <laughs> but when I read that he, he he was you know on the bench for that game, I thought, hang on, a minute, he just what? Hmm. Yeah, that's get a little heart specialist to give him the all clear, didn't they? But he only he just started sure training okay. with his first. I mean, he has been in training since the start of the year, I think. Obviously. Yeah, but it's, it's a nice. I mean, if you give him a, if you give him a sort of few minutes at the end, it's a great incentive for him. So yeah. This yeah. is what you're missing out on. Keep working hard. And like I said, a bunch of heart specialists all gave him the all clear, said that he's fine. Um, he looks to have fully recovered. We'll keep a watch and brief on it. But he's 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 good to go. I just found it so hard to think, man. He's. Imagine if he won them the title. Oh, God, that'd be brilliant, <laughs> wouldn't it? Amazing. Well, I'll hopefully, be fit for the Euro. There's also yeah. talk that Fabrice Moemba will be able to be back in training within a yeah, month or so. Which is great news. Um, Incredible. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, again, um, uh, Inter uh, drew two all away to Cagliari. Melito scoring again. I was looking at Melito's record this season: eighteen goals and twenty-five league appearances. Mm. That was a brilliant spin for the, for the, his goal in that game. Yeah. Also, Cagliari's first goal was in like the fourth minute or something like that. It was one of their centre backs scored like a sort of overhead kick. <laughs> brilliant, <laughs> delightful. Yeah. Um, now, Inter Sporting Director Marco Branca was asked. At uh, the press conference, which unveiled new signing Freddy Warren um, about Balotelli, and, and Branca said, "I don't want to be rude, and I will respond briefly. Balotelli is not a topical interest issue today. We will talk about Warren. As for Mario, there will be time to speak about him in one or two months. Yeah, that pr- is talking about yeah. it. <laughs> Prandelli, Prandelli said that um, he's still considering him, didn't he? Even after his red card uh, the weekend, he said mm. that he's still considering him as part, as part of the Azuri, which is which is great for him. Mm. I mean, because I, I think that you know, Prandelli was really keen to use young players and and." Sort of, I don't know, signify a new era, mm. and so that's why he continually ignored that Di Natale, who's been, who's just scored goals for fun. I was going to say who deserves to year be in there. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so it'd be interesting to see what happens with those guys in it for the for the Euros. I'd love to see Di Natale in there. I, I really, would. I would as well. Yeah. He can hit a free kick. That guy, oh, he can do everything. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, okay. Well, uh, let's move on to the Champions League, where Bayern Munich will play the Real Champions. Madrid. Sorry, Bayern yeah. Munich will play Real Madrid. <laughs> What a tie! What a tie! I know. In my opinion, we've got the three best teams in Europe left in the semis: Chelsea. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, no Chelsea's Chelsea. bench. <laughs> Chelsea deserve to be there. No, they, Chelsea yeah. have been great in the Champions League. Bayern, Real Madrid, and, and Barca. Yeah, absolutely. We, we want to see a Barca Real final. Mm. I think so. we do. But, but Bayern, Bayern are. are a re- I think a lot of people are kind of writing them off almost because we want to see a sort They've of. They've under the radar, haven't they? So much. Absolutely, yeah. Mm. And they have been kind of up and down mm. in Germany, but then that's because the German league is so strong this season. And yeah, um, yeah they're really, really tight. If, if Robin and Ribery are on form. Do you think they'll get past Madrid then, do you? I don't, no, but I think they're going to make it very tough for them. But that, as you said, that, but there's two, two classic Champions League ties. I mean, Chelsea, mm. Barcelona, we've had some amazing ones. With them. Madrid <laughs> haven't really had a really tough opponent so far in the Champions League as well. So well, yeah, I the mean, previous round could really surprise them with that. It was great to see um, Applewell score a couple of goals at the Bernabeu, mm. wasn't it? Oh, yeah, the yeah. first one was one of the goals of the game. I think yeah. they had, or some, there was some crazy fact that they had more shots at the Bernabeu than yeah. any other Champions League tie that season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, is great, <laughs> which is great stuff. That, for, to me, that just seems like they're sat in the change room going, right, let's have a bloody good day out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I want my goal. Yeah, I want yeah, my goal against yeah, 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 yeah. Who's on penalties? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who's on the Well, they got penalty didn't they yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like I oh, don't miss it for crying yeah, out loud yeah, yeah. he tucked it away I thought thank yeah. goodness for that <laughs> yeah. um, oh, uh, bloody loving this yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I thought it was better they're than still Applewell. in the Champions League aren't they yeah. <laughs> yeah. let's I, not get too battered I, I, I thought it was um, <laughs> I thought it was better for Applewell that they did play Real Madrid because I think if they played someone like Benfica so I think Benfica would have beaten them and it would have been quite a shame yeah. if you play Real Madrid it's like yeah we've got the quarterfinals that's yeah. basically their final exactly mm. 
It's like a small team when they get like United Old Trafford. Exactly. It's much better. Yeah. You know, yeah, it's much yeah, better. Yeah. Marvellous. Uh, now, have you heard uh, Michelle Platini, obviously UEFA's president, uh, is apparently contemplating getting rid of the Europa League mm. and uh, in favour of extending the Champions League to 64 years. Uh, 64, 64 years? 64 years. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Oh, dear. What Still terrible. probably quicker than the Europa League. <laughs> 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 hey. uh-huh. Oh, forgive yeah. me. Uh, to 64 teams in four years' time. Um, 64 teams? 64. <laughs> yeah. Isn't it something like six teams from each top league would go through? <laughs> That's unbelievable. Yeah. That's well, ridiculous. something does need to be done about the Europa League. So, having one. Cup winners come and UEFA Cup back. Effect, but that effectively just makes that sort of European Super League that everyone's yeah. talking yeah. about. Yeah. most of the league. Liverpool fans are going. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> let's not say, Pete, out. Let's I'm going to say, as a Newcastle fan, yeah, let's not get too hasty. <laughs> but yeah, I, it, yeah, six places for. I mean, it would yeah, be Spain, England, and Germany. It would be, I think. It, it, it would state. take it would take precedent over the over the domestic competition. Of course, it would. Yeah. Simple as that. Yeah. It would be it would be fantastic in and of itself, but it would damage um, other leagues. I would think. Yeah. Though, as I say, something has to be done about the Europa League. So maybe a sort of almost smaller version of that. Just take it back to what it was. You just don't just don't try and ape the Champions League. There's too many teams in it. Make the Europa League knockout. Yeah. And call it something different. Yeah, because it won't make sense. Like the Cup Winners Cup. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Let's go to Brazil before we go to going for Glow. We've got an Adriano update. Um, the Emperor. Stilating. Yeah, the Emperor, of course, uh, parted ways with Corinthians after a troubled spell. He's been linked with a move to Flamingo. Flamengo, sorry. Uh, Ronaldinho um, plays for them as well. Yeah. Pie Town. Haven't yeah. really thought that one through, have they? <laughs> no. No. You do the drinking, I'll do the eating. <laughs> <laughs> We've got all these bases covered. Yeah. Ronaldo pops up, I'll do the shagging. <laughs> <laughs> and then they all just combine the three. Pele pops up, I would. <laughs> Ronaldinho's yeah. busy masturbating to webcam yeah. oh, Ronaldinho oh Ronnie oh, Ronnie Ronnie or just wishing Pele would shut up about yeah. Messi oh, <laughs> but Adriano's picked up an injury though which will rule him out for, for three months he did he said he considered retiring you know he's only 30 still mm. crying out loud um, Adriano is the fattest player I've ever seen <laughs> Yeah, it's never in that pre- no, in that pressure, <laughs> I'm gonna stick my neck out here. In that pressure of Adriano, when he's been un- un- no, when he's been un- unveiled at um, thing, yeah, he is absolutely massive. He's fatter than Neville Southall. <laughs> but to, what now? For a man yeah. of his age to have that gut, I mean, present yeah. company accepted, accepted <laughs> um, to to have that kind of gut, it's just like. How do you even train? Yeah. Do you yeah. stand up at any point? Yeah, do you, do you walk around? <laughs> Maybe he's got one of those little mobility scooters and he's just given up. Yeah. That's what I plan to you do. You can't do that on the pitch. Yeah. That's in my contract. No, you can't do that on the but pitch. But you'd see clips of what you were. Yeah. Surely that would. Well, he's obviously. I mean, joking aside, he's got issues. Yeah, no, no, massively. massively. Yeah. But he did say is that his goal is to recover, maybe sign with Flamengo and return to the Brazilian national team. I mean. Well, no, big you, ask, you, no, but, but you, why not aim high? Yeah, yeah it's I good that so. he's aiming he's had, high. He's had a, as you said, he's had a bit of a troubled life, and he, he was like the head of his family at 21 or something. Yeah. He, his father died or something. It's just yeah. uh, terrible. No, there, there is a lot of issues there, and we do wish him all the best. But um, because just because of, aside from everything else, he's a brilliant player. Oh, yeah. he was. He's he's playable on his yeah. day. I remember when Inter absolutely murdered Valencia yeah. at the Mustang in the Champions League. They won five one, and Adriano was just an I'm absolute playable. monster. I think, that I think day. one tie against Valencia, he did murder them. I think. <laughs> <laughs> that one, yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, 27 goals in 48 international matches for. It's not too Brazil. shabby, is it, for Brazil? Yeah. You know, yeah. to but get a 48 catch for Brazil, yeah. so I mean, it's decent. That's right. Know? Well, I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, if you're a Brazilian fan, you know, Ronaldinho's not having the, the best of times at Flamengo at the moment. Um, 
you'll be breathing a sigh of relief to see Kakao's recent good form at Real Madrid mm. you know the World Cup's only a couple of years away well I got Neymar as well and, and one or two others but uh, Kakao yeah. is, is, a, is a Rolls Royce of a player yeah. when he plays and it's, it's great that he's back definitely mm. uh, also we were talking about Brazil and the World Cup Jerome Valka He's uh, due in Brazil this week for another FIFA inspection. They're going to let him in? Of the, well, they are going to let him in, but I don't think they're going to pay too much attention to him. Brazilian Congressman Roberto... <laughs> I love this. Um, Requinho uh, <laughs> um, has expressed his uh, views at Valka returning to the country, who, of course, uh, Valka publicly criticised uh, Brazil's preparations. And the, uh, the Congressman said that uh, Brazil cannot accept FIFA's doorman. Um, he said, we approve to receive Blatter, um, but uh, not FIFA's janitor. <laughs> nice. Is he a Dormen or a janitor? Well, yeah. Yeah. he does both. <laughs> if it's up to me, he will get a kick up the arse. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> the congressman saying that to the yeah. general secretary. Well, it kind of is up to him, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. A little fact I read recently with regards to the World Cup preparations in Brazil, 900,000 families have been displaced by slum clearances around World Cup projects in host cities. Yeah, they've got a track record of doing this sort of thing in Brazil. Yeah, well, what happened in South yeah. Africa as well, didn't yeah. it? Yeah, it's, it's, it's awful. Woeful puts it, stuff. Puts it into perspective. Anyway, now it's time for Going for Gold. It is time for Going yeah. for Gold. Let me just fetch <laughs> my clue. Going for Going for Gold. Gold. <clears throat> are you ready, gents? We yeah. are. This is a man I've wanted to do for a little while, mm. but I haven't had oh. the, the opportunity. So, you uh, literally choose your mm. own ones, so you could do whatever yeah, you, you can. Correct, correctly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If we chose them, it would really defeat the point. <laughs> right, your first what, clue. Is Stop. Is Pavel Cerner a chick? Not Pavel Cerner. Oh. Stop, Steve Watson. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Steve Watson. I've not done a new guy. Stop, John Beresford. No. <laughs> <laughs> You're making a mockery of this. Right, first clue. <laughs> I didn't make my international debut until 27, but still managed 51 caps. That's Ooh. decent. That's, yeah. that's, a, that's, very that's a good, good stat. Good. Factoid. Yeah. But I've got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> My first club was Keith. Keith, 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 Keith. Keith. Oh, okay. Okay. Okay, okay. Oh. Marcus has got a little... little well, that's Scottish, isn't it? It's got to be Scottish. It's, Scottish. it's got to be Scottish. I think they were beaten 10-1 once by Rangers in the Cup. <clears throat> I uh, once signed for £4 million after winning the domestic treble. His manager Stop. then said he's not my kind of player. Stop. Colin Hendry. Colin Hendry. Oh, Good lad. Oh, so, yeah, I managed uh, two clubs, Blackpool and Clyde. My first club was Cleath. Uh, Gaza destroyed me in a notable European competition. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I thought you could have. I looked like a man, a woman in drag. <laughs> no, that's a work. A man in drag. What was that? I knew what you meant. Yeah, he looks a bit like an old lady. Uh, straight in there with, uh, with with Colin. Henry. Colin Hendry was a brilliant player. Yeah, he was. That clue. That clue. Um, Started as a striker. Did it for me. Yeah. Um, he, he was unfairly sort of pilloried for that Gascoigne goal. Yeah. There was nothing he could do about it. No. He ended up on his ass. It, it was a stroke of genius, and he shouldn't mm. be judged on that because, as you said, Jimmy, he won loads as well. He's yeah. excellent. So a, a real rock for Blackburn the season they won the Premier League. Mm. Really, they couldn't have done it without him. Yeah. It's email time. Thank you for uh, for your email, lady. Bigots. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Is that us? Yeah. I hope not. I've emailed you before regarding your pro Rangers anti-Celtic bias. However, <laughs> I had to put this to one side and was just looking at your ramble-related merchandise on your shop when I noticed that your fetching range of T-shirts are predominantly priced at sixteen ninety. Yeah. <laughs> Is there good. no end to your bigotry? Are you aware that with the new sectarian laws, you could face prison next time you enter Scotland? Mick McGarity. Thanks, Mick. Sorry, Mick. Cheers, Mick. <laughs> good luck at Edinburgh. Jim. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> shut, shut up, you big Mick. Yeah. Leave it. Okay. What? Should I do an email? Yeah. Yeah, go on then. I don't know why. I don't know very often, do I? Go on then. Um, this is from David Triggs. Triggs E. He said, how's that hanging, Ramble Tots? Yeah. 
Have a read of this. Better than bigots. Yeah, marginally. Have a read of this April Fool stunt pulled by Bury FC as they uploaded this story onto their website on Sunday morning. Uh, seriously, have me going for a few minutes before I finally clicked on. And it says, um, Bury FC's Gig Lane Stadium will be rotated 90 degrees over the summer. <laughs> With the new season due to start later than normal due to the Olympic Games, the club are taking the opportunity to rotate the stadium with a view to increasing the utilised space on Gig Lane. <laughs> Starting the day after the final home game of the season, the entire site will be lifted using an American specialist lifting and moving team. <laughs> The process will start by jacking up the entire stadium, including all four stands, floodlights and the pitch. Next, a series of heavy-duty wheels will be rolled into place before the entire stadium is turned 90 degrees to the left. It goes on to say the whole process will be shown live on Shaker's Player, which I imagine is their website uh, video cam. Um, and we hope to carry full details of this large and complicated move in the coming days. Excellent work. Yeah. Very fast, just automatically, that's not happening. Yeah. <laughs> April as, as of time of recording. <laughs> And now it's time for a profile, you beauties. Uh, we've got an English legend. A man who turned 90 recently. It's Sir Tom Finney. Oh, the Preston plumber. The Preston <laughs> plumber. Um, the Preston... Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Born on the 5th of April, 1922. Oh, 45 years before the summer of love. And I got that wrong last week. Yeah, the first, first time. time. But I love it, though. The one you got wrong was Carnu's date at first. So you could have got it right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah good <laughs> point. It's a stab in the dark. The other thing I got wrong last week, while we're doing corrections and clarifications, uh -huh. so I got um, Neil Warnock confused with Steve Bruce. Easily yeah. done. Yeah. I also incorrectly corrected corrected your pronunciation of something so we have been pilloried all over the yeah. place by, by you, you lot on this phone, week no guys so don't worry about <laughs> <laughs> the crouchy robot dance yeah. <laughs> what Pete. a team we are yeah. Pete carried us through anyway Tom Finney Tom Finney um, yeah. uh, an outside right uh, was his position mm. um, he uh, <laughs> yeah, you looked at me yeah, I was going to say I thought let me clarify that yeah. um, uh, I mean one of the greatest English players of all time it's incredible really when when uh, you know the man like that reaches a milestone of, of 90 years old and the tributes come in and you just think whoa this guy was, in, was a superb player you know mm. it really does um, and, and, and a one club man as well yeah. For his beloved Preston North End, he was born in uh, a house uh, in a in a house uh, <laughs> in a road which lies adjacent to Preston North End's Deepdale Stadium, yeah. which is fantastic because yeah. he just and he spent a lot of time at that stadium. Let yeah. me tell you, home from home. <laughs> yeah, um, I love uh, all these old players. They tend to have been born at home. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I, I like the idea of the training ground being like miles out of the of the town. Yeah, just sort of going. Yeah. I, I, I live here, yeah. and the stadium's there. Can yeah. I not just go there? That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Why have I got to go right over there for doing training? That's not even my job. Yeah, <laughs> he must have walked to games. Yeah, <laughs> I bet he did. With it. I like to think he walked to games with his boots around his neck. Yeah. Oh, do you know what? I, th I think um, I heard something that he, he would walk to game often with his boots in a brown paper bag. Nice. <laughs> Old school. Yeah, very much so. Very wasteful. <laughs> uh, before his um, professional career um, really began, he was called up to the army to serve during World War Two. So some of his sort of late teenage years. Yeah, I don't think he made his competitive debut to the age of about twenty-four because of the war. Is that right? Yeah, yeah I think like he made that. his debut in forty-six. Yeah, so yeah, tw twenty early twenties. I think the only thing they played was sort of exhibition games when they were home mm. and that sort of thing. Because he was in Italy for the war, wasn't mm. it? Like uh, North Africa. North Africa was the okay. Egypt. Yeah, easily confused. Yeah, um, yeah he was a tank driver in uh, Montgomery's Eighth Army. Um, if you're going to be a, in an Eighth Army, make sure it's Montgomery's. Yeah. <laughs> um, after the war, you know, he's effectively started uh, his professional career with his hometown club, Preston North End. Not before finishing his plumbing apprenticeship, though. His father wouldn't let him do that. It was a family business. So uh, he uh, began playing at Preston North End as a fully qualified plumber and got the nickname the Preston Plumber. 
Um, I think he car- did he not carry on being a plumber? He did. Yeah, he yeah. did. He he, he, um, he wouldn't earn as much money because they have the maximum wage or something. <coughs> That's right. He was one of the most famous players in the country, and yet he was still a plumber. Imagine him just popping up. <laughs> All right, yeah, I won't be. I won't be a second. Yeah, I don't, don't, don't for you now. It's ridiculous, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah, it is. It's like Wayne Rooney. Wayne Rooney popping around. Yeah, actually, that seems feasible. Yeah, he looks. <laughs> like, he looks like a plumber. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but there's a, there's a lovely one that um, one of his teammates and, and former Manchester United manager Tommy Doherty said. Um, you know, we'd finish training and go out in the car park, and, and Tom would have a wheelbarrow. Uh, he'd finish training and push his wheelbarrow to the next plumbing job. <laughs> Incredible, isn't it? And um, Ken Halton, who played uh, inside forward for Preston, was an accountant, and he'd do the secretarial work for Tom Tommy Doherty. Uh, sorry, Tom Finney's business. <laughs> That's brilliant. Stuff. Yeah, um, and, and Tommy Doherty had a lovely quote as well um, recently on the, on the tributes for Tom Finney. He said that because uh, he was asked, "Is it a bit unfair to say Preston North End were a one-man team?" And he said, "Oh, well, a lot of us used to call our team the Plumber and Ten Leaks." <laughs> <laughs> That's excellent. <laughs> but it, but so, uh, Tom Finney went on to have a, a, a marvelous career. He really did. And now, apart from the second division championship, never won any trophies with Preston. But again, that just shows what a fantastic player he was. Because if he was in a star-studded team and they won loads of trophies, yeah. don't get me wrong, he's still a great player. But the fact is that people talk about him as one of the greatest English players of all time. Mm. And he never won any of the big trophies, really. Yeah. It paved the way for Charlie Adam. <laughs> <laughs> in- indeed he did. Well, along with um, Sir Stanley Matthews, who played a few years before Finney, as well as playing with him, they kind of developed the English wing game, I suppose. Yeah. And uh, Finney mainly played on the right for Preston, but for England he'd switch on to the left to accommodate Sir Stanley Matthews. Can you imagine <laughs> yeah. having wingers of Matthews and Finney? Yeah. We remember. weren't bad, were we? <laughs> That's I can right. remember a while ago watching a game, England against Spain. I think it stretched my knowledge to the limit here, but I think it's like 1955-ish, and it's right. on YouTube, and the highlights, and Finney missed a penalty in that game, but he also scored, and they beat Spain about 5-0, something yeah. like that. And it, it just the move, it just pulled them all over the place. Yeah. Absolutely pulled them all over the place. Imagine it was great. Fullbacks would just be in tatters. Yeah. And be all twisted up. Mm. Stan like Mortensen on that side as well. Sorry? Stan Mortensen. Uh, yeah. He's in that side as well. The head of a lot of. Just uh, Matt Lofthouse was yeah, in the course. Well, um, twisted they, blood. The, fi- the, well, the 50s should have been a golden era for English football. Mm. Well, for England in the, in the inter- international stage. We'll talk about that in a sec. But, but yeah, Finney, I mean, he, he shoot with either foot, great in the air. Devastating change of pace mm. and um, just the ball control, everything. He's just a wonderful, wonderful football player. Um, and uh, he loved playing for England as well. He said it was the greatest honour a professional footballer could have playing for his country. And he got his first call up. I mean, this is just an old school English um, story. His first call up during the 1940s he was away on military duty and he was sent a telegram from the FA telling him he was getting a call (laughs) (laughs) delightfully English you know Um, and he had many many great memories playing for England but uh, one early on was after a match against Scotland Finney said uh, after I'd scored against Scotland Field Marshal Lord Montgomery came into the dressing room and he said congratulations it was a fine goal from a man who fought alongside me oh nice he's loving that yeah Yeah. (laughs) sorry have you got a pass (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) that guy I was just looking for the toilet (laughs) (laughs) during the World Cup um, back at Preston, he was wowing crowds all over the country, and, and no much more, uh, more so than the, the dearly loved uh, Preston faithful. And uh, many said that um, when Preston North End came to town, it would put a few thousand on the gate. Yeah, because people just yeah. wanted to see this guy, which again just shows he, he was a household name, but he was still doing the plumbing jobs, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would household like, plumber. Which is why he was a household name. Yeah, yeah, yeah true. Um, <laughs> would you not? Would you not like you know? 
do your sinking and go, oh, I better call the plumbing. Hopefully it'll be in. We come out. You get someone else, so you'd be annoyed. Some players you? go through yeah. the motions. He went through other people's motions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, surely he was self employed as a plumber. So why, oh, would, yeah, you, was, why would you go to anyone else? Yeah, he must family, have had so much business. business yeah. yeah. Um, did anyone know there were, he didn't leave Preston the whole time though no he was there the whole his whole career was at Preston can't believe no one else tapped him up ah he is boosh excellent uh, I should have known it was don't, a trap don't force it yes yeah, <laughs> it's true it's true left defenders lagging behind anyone yeah it works yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, great insulation but fuck off <laughs> No swearing in the Tom Finney profile. <laughs> it's not what he wants. Not what he wants. It's not, it's not, not good enough for, for a, a night of the realm. Night of the realm. Life president of Preston North End. I yeah. imagine he did and some swearing plumber. of his own. He was in the army you know, and he, he was a plumber. But, no, but you say that, but it was a gentleman. It's a complete gentleman. And nobody actually said You've those. never met him! Well, going on the accounts. Much <laughs> like myself, a gentleman. Exactly. <laughs> Take but a anyway, leaf, yeah? Take a leaf. So Bobby Charlton said this about Finney. He said, I used to look at him and think, this is fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> Watching him, you knew fine well the full backs had had. It. He was just too good for them. Occasionally, I had the pleasure to play with him, and it was the greatest pleasure anyone could ever give me. I have so many happy memories of watching him play. His contribution to football is immeasurable. So, Bobby Charlton. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think that um, Finney had the record for England goals before Charlton came along as well. That's right, he? yeah. 30. Didn't he and Nat Lofthouse, Lofthouse swap well. it? Okay. Oh, did they? Okay. I think so. But they, but they, I think they both got 30. I think only Michael Owen, Lineker, Greaves, and Charlton have scored more goals for England yeah. than, uh, than Finney. Um, he nearly won. Uh, the, the closest he came to winning a trophy with Preston was in the 1954 FA Cup final. They lost 3 2 to West Brom. But that year, he was named England's footballer of the year. And also in 1956 uh, 56. Seven, and he became the first player to win that award more than once. Mm. But uh, so many of his teammates, uh, his opponents, the, the journalists, still describe Finney as a true gentleman, very humble, um, and one of the most high-profile fo- footballers I- in the country. S- skill and flair, very few others kept his integrity as well. The great Bobby Moore said of Finney's game, he said that lovely, easy control of the ball, the appreciation of the game, the finishing, much of the change of pace, it just unfolded in front of me. I'd never played with a winger like that, and I never would. I was amazed by Tom Finney. Great. I mean, that's just it's such high praise. Yeah. You know. um, Thief. <laughs> uh, once Joking. Yeah. Once when he was asked if he enjoyed his uh, England caps, goals and the three World Cups he played and he said, yes, I consider it the golden age of the game. And England, you know, obviously had a poor showing in 50, did okay in 54, 58, but they, they really should have done something more mm. in, in, in those tournaments with, those, with, the, with the players well, they, they had. Well, they were done by the Hungarians, weren't they? Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, it was yeah. around that time where the they, they didn't well. sort of take foreign opposition seriously. That's right. Yeah. Well, he said they were tactically naive. Yeah. Um, he yeah. said it wasn't until... Sort of tactically around. naive, inflated opinion of their own ability. He did say Sir Alf Ramsey got a system in place and, and obviously, you know, home advantage one thing or another would play a part as well. But, um, he, but he did enjoy it very much and he said, after travelling the world representing my country for 12 years, I could only offer my grateful thanks to those who made it possible. I would have willingly have paid the FA to play. Such a humble guy, you yeah. know. Absolutely loves I it. I would have done their plumbing for free. <laughs> <laughs> one of his uh, greatest moments in an England shirt came in the 1958 World Cup in Sweden. England were 2-1 down to Russia and they'd been awarded a penalty. <laughs> Finney stepped up and he looked up and the great Lev Yashin was in goal. Now he knew Yashin was superb at saving penalties. Mm. 
and he would have seen Finney strike a ball with uh, you know he'd taken a few penalties before so he mm. took it with his weaker foot and, uh, and he scored that's amazing oh, he's got balls on it yeah. <laughs> I loved it he said of that he said I scored I foxed Yashin <laughs> <laughs> nice foxing Yashin yeah. should be parlance like boxing yeah, Helena right. <laughs> I like the I idea of like, him looking at the goal and just saying pipes yeah <laughs> set of pipes um, uh, yeah 76 international caps for England 30 goals Retired from the game in, in 1960. However, he did come out of retirement to play um, one game in 1963 for Northern Irish side distillery in the European Cup against Benfica in Northern Ireland. Very strange. <laughs> yeah. And it was the only time Finney played in the European Cup and they got a famous thrill draw on the night against um, Eusebio's Benfica. But they lost the second leg 5-0. I'm not too sure if he played in the second leg. I don't think he did. Sounds like he didn't. Yeah, but, uh, yeah it was incredible <laughs> really. In, in 1961 he was awarded the uh, OBE and much later in 98 he would be knighted. Of course, in a 20-year career, played 569 first-class games for Preston. Was never sent off, booked, or even spoken to by a referee. Wow! <laughs> even spoken to? How have you got the stats on that? <laughs> according to the FA. According <laughs> to the FA. Um, again, another quote from from Tommy Doherty, who said very recently of Sir Tom Finney. He said, Lionel Messi is a young Tom Finney. He reminds me of him with his attitude, the way he plays. You never see him involved in any unsavoury things. You never hear him criticise anybody. And that was Finney. To me, F Messi is Finney reborn. It's not bad, is it? Hey, yeah. I tell you. Doherty came up with some lovely stuff about Finney. He, uh, one of my favourites was, he made bad passes look great. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, I mean, there's so many quotes on Finney and players from the past giving him praise. We can't go through them all. Um, but uh, in 1996, his face was replicated into the seats of the Tom Finney stand at Deeptail, Preston North End's ground. Um, there's a we like a we like a statue on the football ramble, don't we? Oh yeah, that mm. one. His one's brilliant. Yeah, one. it's um, that was also the sports photographer. Uh, that was also the sports photograph of the year in the mid 50s, wasn't it? That's right. Yeah, he's, he's sliding in some um, some like a waterlogged pitch. Yeah, I think it's a Stamford Bridge. It is. Yeah, against Chelsea. It yeah. Is, yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, and it, the water's going up everywhere, and they've they've recreated that in the statue quite brilliantly. Yeah. Um, uh, so well done them so I'll leave the final words to Bill Shankly a former teammate of Finney's and fellow dwarf inductee mm. he said Tom Finney would have been great in any team in any match and in any age even if he had been wearing an overcoat he <laughs> had the opposition so frightened that they'd have a man marking him when he was warming up in <laughs> 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 so Tom Finney so a worthy there were so many more you know, <laughs> we, we, I, just, I couldn't cut them all down you know but that's the end of the show, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you had a lovely time. If you want to email us, the address is show at thefootballramble.com and the website is thefootballramble.com, Jim. Yes, it is. And this week on our internet, we have Rupert Fryer discussing the toll the Copa Libertadores takes on the league form of the clubs involved in it. Kieran Pender takes us through the conclusion of the A-League and David Lynch, obviously not that one, brings <laughs> us his article from the Blizzard on the incredible role of the ultras of Al-Ali and Zamalek in the Egyptian Revolution. Uh, it's a really fascinating piece, that, so do get over there. Elsewhere, there's the shop, the Hall of Fame, the Forum, basically everything you could ever possibly need, get over there. <laughs> <laughs> Marvellous. Any more for any more? No. Good. Right, say goodbye, Jim. Goodbye, Jim. Say goodbye, Pete. Goodbye. Say goodbye, Luke. Goodbye. It's goodbye from me, too. See you later, Bisto bastards. <laughs> <laughs>
Crawley Town. Finish, just finish the show. So. <laughs> <laughs> This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.